Am I off? One. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to <laughs> YA at Heart. Um, we have a special episode for you guys today. It yeah. is another uh, segment of Meet the Author. Yay! Yay! Our second interviewee. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Of course. Yeah. Would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners? Sure. My name is D.S. Fischella, and I am the author of the young adult novel called Dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. So for Dreamer, I know we were talking a little bit earlier and you told me that it actually um, came out in August. Yes, yeah, six months ago. You should be having your six month um, celebration. Oh, so we will have to send you that chocolate basket. Exactly. Please. Please. These are stressful <laughs> times. These are stressful times. But and congratulations. Chocolate. Chocolate yes. Oh my God. Oh. Yes. <laughs> like, congratulations on your six months. Yes. Obviously, we wanted to have you on the show and ask you a little bit more about yourself and about the book as well. Um, I know these questions weren't included. I didn't have time to write them down, but I wanted to, to know a little bit more about you and where you grew up. And yes. then we can ask, you know, what interested you in, you oh know, God. becoming a writer? All right. Awesome. Um, well, first for the listeners, if you hear little children in the background, I'm deeply sorry. <laughs> I I tried to wrangle them, you know, but they just, they have a mind of their own and uh, they do what they need to, but um, I promise <laughs> I'm not a bad mom. Um, okay, so I actually was born in Costa Rica. That is mm -hmm. my place of birth. And um, I lived there for the first eight years of my life. My first language was Spanish. And so I moved to Florida with my parents uh, when I was eight and didn't know a lick of English. I knew two words, sheep and door. But uh, yeah, so moved to Florida, Pinellas Park, Florida, which is relevant. And you will see why later. But that is where we moved. And I spent the next 20 years living in Florida, uh, which is where I am right now. So except for a brief nine month period of time that I lived in Kentucky. But, but yeah, I'm back home now. And um, yeah. <laughs> nice. I dig nice, it. Yeah. yeah. I've never been to Kentucky. Neither have I. Kentucky is, is very cold. Very. Really? Ooh, and I don't think I'll ever go. <laughs> it has cool stuff. It has the, uh, the Ark Encounter, which is a life-size replica of Noah's Ark. It's quite amazing. Um, and my husband worked at the Creation Museum. Uh, and what was your other question? Something about writing. So my other question was, how did you get into writing? How did you know that you wanted to be a writer? Did you always know? Ah, yes. Okay, so I... I hope you can't hear that as well as I can. Um, when I first came here, like I said, I didn't know English, but ch children, they pick up on new languages really quickly. So by the time I was in fourth grade, I knew how to speak English quite fluently, actually. And so that was two years later. I mean, that's really no time at all, but I could speak fluently by then. And in the fourth grade, I wrote my first poem. My teacher was the first one to recognize it. And she, she really made a big deal out of it, which made me feel super special. And then going into middle school, I excelled in my English classes. High school is when I was first published in my high school's literary magazine and then later in the high school newsletter. As I was still a senior in high school, I had dual enrolled at St. Pete College and I submitted a piece um, that I had won an award for into uh, this college journal and they published it there and I was still in high school. So, you know, it was those things that just kind of kept encouraging me because I, I I always feel like I have imposter syndrome, but when I see that stuff and it's concrete and it's in front of me, I'm like, okay, there must be something to what I'm doing, you know, that, that makes it all right. And so um, I think that's what encouraged me, but I never thought that I could write a book. So yes. <laughs> and yet here you are. Right. That's so <laughs> relatable because a lot of us feel like, <laughs> a lot of us feel like we could never do something. A lot of us feel like, even if we do get to like, kind of try it, like writing, like I was telling you earlier, mm -hmm. um, I got into it and got out of it. And a lot of that did have to do with like imposter syndrome and, you know, some other stuff. 
but yeah. you know, if you're, if you're doing it and people like what you're doing and it makes you happy. Yes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. To, yeah. Or about anybody else. Yeah. But yeah. I like that. That's super inspiring. Nah, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so with dreamer, the girl on the cover, I know that you did say she was actually based off of um, a different uh, model. My first mock-up of, of the book cover was very beautiful, but it was a much different take on it. So it looked almost like a graphic novel. And I was like, oh, we can't have that because it, you know, that's not the genre, you know, that I wrote. And so that one was painted by a girl named Anita Myers. Oh, she's amazing. And then I got in contact with this girl, Elizabeth Slaughter, who uh, went to my high school. And it looks a little more... A little Disney vibes, <laughs> but um, still very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna ask too because um, the cover I didn't know if it was like a mix of like you and somebody else or if it was based off of you, and so yeah, that's why I wanted to ask, and I also wanted to ask you know with the the story because I thought the cover was you. Is that based on like personal experience or is it mm. something that you kind of collected from other people's lives? Or something that you just kind of like came up with? Right. So um, one of the best writing advice that I got um, at first is to write what you know. And um, I think I had started writing something. You know, I'm like, I'm going to write a book. And I started writing something. And I'm like, I don't know where to start. What, 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 do, I, what do I say? What do I, you know, write? And um, I think it, it finally hit me like, I need to write what I'm familiar with. So um, I was inspired by Mick. When I met him, we were both in our 20s. And um, he's a, you know, he's a Christian man. I'm a Christian, you know, we have all those things in common. But um, we're four years apart. And so we never ran in the same circles, even though we grew up basically in the same neighborhood. And my husband was a drug dealer. Um, okay. Yeah. He was a teen, he was a drug dealer, he was a little thug, and um, getting in trouble and all this stuff. And I thought about what would it take for some for two people from two different worlds to get together? That's where the premise of the story took place. It branched out and it became its own thing that was no longer, you know, what would it be like for me and, and Nick? It would be, you know, um, what's going to happen? Eleni and Julie and I just had fun blurring the lines between what's real what's not you know what's completely fiction and I about gave my mom a heart attack with some of the stuff she wrote she's like oh this happened to you I'm like no mom it's fiction it's fiction <laughs> that's always a thing too when you write stuff and you, your parents are like excuse me <laughs> where did you get this right from? where did this come from like, it's my imagination <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool though to take from what you know and then Turn it into something like this. I really like that. Um, I also was really interested. And we'll, of course, after we ask you the questions, go into um, our review of the two chapters and yes. then our predictions for readers yeah, yeah. without giving away too much. Um, but it was really interesting in the very beginning how it just like grabbed your attention. Yeah. I yeah. hadn't. Yeah. I don't think there's been a book like that that I've read where it's just like it starts out with like that much panic. Yes, so, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. I was like, oh, what, what happened here? Why are we running? What? Yeah, I was like, what did you... I was like, what is happening? Yeah. 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 And um, I think Eleni is shaping up to be one of my favorite characters in the book. I definitely, mm -hmm. definitely love um, Miss Josie. Which one's your favorite character? So Miss Josie, I, I just love her. I really, really love her. And so um, I think that's the most common answer I get from readers also is that their favorite character is Miss Jason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's very like comes to life and jumps off at the page at you, mm -hmm. yeah. which are the characters that I tend to be drawn to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, that's true. Yeah. Is, I guess, who is your role model and did this role model inspire anybody, any of the characters in the book? Um, there was one girl lady woman um she was in her early 30s when I met her and I was uh, 13 she was in my life for a very brief period of time uh, she was actually a camp counselor for this girls retreat I was there with my 
quote unquote friends and um they had a way of relating to each other where I was kind of like the last you know the last one in the group and yeah they didn't really respect me so her name um was Monica mm-hmm. and Monica she um she called it out and she she took me aside and she said why do you let them treat you that way and she just she really showed me some genuine care and love and it um pulled at my heartstrings in a tremendous way and my parents they're in ministry my dad is a pastor so they were constantly helping other people but I don't think they really knew what was going on with me Monica, as soon as she met me, she like zeroed in on me, you know, and and she was the most beautiful woman I'd met, not because of appearances, even though I think she's very pretty, but she's just genuine and happy. And, you know, she was a plus size girl. She didn't wear makeup. You know, she had really curly hair, like sometimes very frizzy. But man, when you looked at her, you just couldn't help but love her. And she shortly after I met her, she got married and she um, she got pregnant almost right away. And during her pregnancy, um, something happened where she had to be hospitalized. And long story short, she didn't make it. I think I I took it the hardest of anyone in my family. She was the first person that I could ever really look up to and be like, you know, she's somebody I want to be like. Um, but one of the last things she said to me. She said, oh, that's wonderful. We need people like you, you know, helping other people and all this stuff. And she said, next time I uh, I get a chance, I'm going to come to Florida and I'm going to see you again. And that was the last message I got from her. Mm-hmm. So Mon- uh, Monica inspired the character of Lenny's best friend. And um, mm-hmm. she's uh, in the book, she looks completely different than the Monica I just talked about. So she actually has the appearance of my first friend when I moved to the United States, Vicky. And it goes on to shape Eleni's life in so many ways. So I don't want to give away too much either. But I mean, the back of the book blurb already says a lot. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. It made me super emotional. I know. No, but that's a beautiful story. And and I really like it. Yeah, and I really like how you you meshed two important people yeah. in your life. I know it's going to sound super cliche, but like now they live on in like a book that you've created yeah. that other people are going to read yeah. and are going to be like, oh my God, I relate so much to this character. Oh my God, my best friend is just like this person. Yeah, yeah. and I like to think of, of Monica as the perfect best friend. So I really grabbed from all of my best friends like uh, there's a little bit of every single one of my friends in this one character so she is it's so many ways such a perfect friend um my friend erica um she's she's living in romania right now with with her husband she just got married she and i used to write music together so that part of of her is in monica um my friend jackie she's the friend that's like a no-nonsense type of girl and she she tries to ground you you know and and keep you rooted and she's in monica you know like every single one of my friends i feel like are somehow have inspired this one character but you'll find out later on in the book also even though monica is so great and so amazing amazing she's not perfect Yeah. yeah For the uh, for the chapter review, I had a, a question about that, so I'll put a pin in it. Oh. <laughs> so, just for the listeners, uh, where can they get copies? The main place is Amazon right now. Um, just look up Dreamer and well, by Diaz Fischella. I know my my name is a whole thing. It's Fisichella, but if that's too hard, you can go to my website, dsfwriter.com. And on there, I have all the links to to the Amazon Kindle and paperback. And if you want a signed copy, um, you can email me at dsfischella at gmail.com. And I can either send you a signed copy or if you want to get, you know, the book free shipping, I can send you a signed book plate and, you know, that's no biggie. Yeah. I got you. You know what I mean? (laughs) I got you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, If there is a teen out there that uh, really wants to read my book and doesn't have the funds to do it, 
email me, you know, tell me your situation. I would be happy to send you a digital copy of my book for free. It's more important that they read it, you know, and that they get the much needed hope that they need rather than, um, you know, than going without it. And, and that, that part really, you know, it doesn't bother me. And also, you know, get in contact with me. I want to get it into every public library, every school library, juvenile detention. I just want to get it out there. Okay. Just to get on a lighter note and stuff. <laughs> um, if you were to make Dreamer into a movie. Oh, yes. Who would you cast? You could pick anybody, anybody in the world, anybody, anybody, anybody. <laughs> okay. Who would it be? So Miss Josie would have to be played by the comedian uh, Chandra. She's hilarious. She's a she's a Christian comedian, but that <laughs> she's a Southern gal and she has zero filter, just like Miss Josie, and I love her for it. I personally love Justin Bieber's sound. I'm not so much for his lifestyle, but I have. Is somebody else. His name is Sam Rivera. He um, he also is a singer. He sounds a lot like Justin Bieber. You should look him up on YouTube. Um, he did a cover of uh, "Lonely" by Justin Bieber and sounds just like him. Oh my gosh, he has the right look. He has the right sound, and I would love him for uh, Julian. For Eleni, I feel like we would have to cast somebody that nobody really knows well to take that role because uh, I don't even know <laughs> what I want to see when it comes to Eleni, honestly. Like, show her to me and I'll say, yes, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd be great to, you know, bring that extra diversity into Hollywood as yeah. well because they are struggling. Yes. Yep. Struggling. Help. Yeah. <laughs> right, send help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send it. <laughs> that's my favorite question to ask or our favorite question to ask. Mm -hmm. uh, because we always like to see kind of like where your mind goes and who you're thinking of. Um, well, I think when you picture these characters, too, I think every reader pictures your characters differently. Like, I feel like you written the book or you writing the book picture your characters a certain way. Right. But when it gets into the hands of somebody who is just opening it for the first time, they're picturing them differently because they're picturing them, you know, around like what they're familiar with and what their life is familiar with. And obviously that could be different to yours. And so even with a specific description of a character, you know, somebody can still picture it to be slightly different. So it's always interesting for us, like for me and Morgan to ask the authors, hey, how do you picture these characters that you created? Is it discussion time? Almost, it almost, almost. Almost oh, discussion almost. time. We have one more question. I get excited. Okay. Morgan likes to jump the gun. She's I guy. do. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, so the very last question is is dreamer a standalone book or will it be a series so the dream is that it would be several books Ooh. and Ooh. um it would be standalone in that um this is a lot new story mm -hmm. but i am currently working on another character's story and it is not just a different point of view i we love series like that yeah where like you have the first book where yes. it's about a specific character and then yeah. they continue you still have some oh. of those characters in yes. the second book but it's it's focused on somebody entirely different yeah so you get to see the characters that you fell in love with you get mm -hmm. to see them from afar yeah and how they've developed and how they've continued their story but yep. you're also focusing yeah. on a whole new person and you yeah. can fall in love with a whole new person yeah and those movies where it has like a bunch of main characters you know mm -hmm. and then you get to see everybody's story so that's kind of what it will be like except it will be a whole book you know i'm happy to announce at least that uh miss josie is coming back in book two so hey. uh, pray for me y'all because <laughs> pray for me <laughs> <laughs> my daughter is a year old. My son is four. And um, Ooh, those are those ages. Are the, the age. Ashley ages. knows. Ashley knows. I'm telling you. <laughs> yep. yeah. but you are a saint for doing what you do. You got it. You're doing it's great. Hard. It's hard. It's commendable, though. It's really commendable because being a mom and then having that part time job and then writing your dream like writing the book that you want to write, 
it's extremely commendable. I mean, being a mom, I'm, I'm a, I'm a mom of one. I can't imagine being a mom of two and being a mom of two at such a, like their young age where they're in the, they're in the stages of needing you constantly. Yeah. I can only imagine what that, what that was like for you having to, you know, be like, all right, but I, I need to put this book out. This is my dream. This is what I want. I'm, I need to put this book out. Yeah. Um, all of my readers have said that the story has helped them in their lives in some way. And, um, and I, I want to, I want to make it really clear. Um, I am a Christian, obviously you can't, I can't separate that from, from the book, but this book was written for everybody because all of us have something broken inside of us. And the book is, it has humor and it has love and it has friendship and family. It has all of these things, right? But at the very middle of it is this need to know that you can move on from something hard. Mm. And I think that there has not ever been a more like desperate time to have that kind of message out in the world. Yeah. And Eleni um, is, is homeschooled by choice. She has a twin brother who is not homeschooled, but she is homeschooled by choice because she feels that she can't let go of her past. But she's catapulted into into this uh, this whole other thing where she has to take care of somebody else and she has to look after the drug dealer of all people. And so um, it causes her to look outside of herself. It teaches her about kindness and about joy and about love um and then somewhere along the way she has to face her own past all of that together I wanted to make a story that is three-dimensional I I didn't want to just make you know characters that were flat everybody should be able to read dreamer I have had readers from the age of 14 to people in their 70s all of that men and women including um the last podcast interview i did was with the middle-aged white man <laughs> and he okay. told me he said in the interview he said i'm a i'm a middle-aged white man people and i got stuff out of this you need to read it <laughs> so um <laughs> so yes it's not just for young adults um it's for adult adults you know and old adults and just everybody in between and I'm sorry, I know I'm talking a lot. <laughs> no, girl, no, no, no. About yeah. you and your book. We invited exactly. you here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, this is important to me uh, because my husband and I, we work with youth. We work with teens. Mm -hmm. And um, over 50% of the teens we work with have experienced mental health challenges and some form of abuse. And that's a lot. Yeah. And that's just in our little town. And there are so many more hurting people out there that I want to reach. And it can even happen with the fictional story. I believe that. You're making me cry. I'm worried that I have a whole waterworks situation. I am. Because, you know, you know, mental health is, is super important to me. Super yes. important to me. I tell Ashley about it all the time. And mm -hmm. I just, I wish that I knew how to take it, I guess, more seriously. Or I wish that I had, um, you know, a lot of other people in my life who mm. wanted to talk about it. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. That's why I'm like tearing up right now. Cause it's like a yeah. whole bunch of memories, yeah. but it's, well, I'm right here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, um, I struggled with, um, very deep depression for six years, four out of those six years I was writing dreamer. Mm. So I was told that I did a good job of conveying what, that what depression feels like you know there were times that I I would write something out it was coming from my heart from my my own stuff and and uh, and I'll tell you when I finished writing Dreamer um I recently came out with the with an article about this uh it's called fiction but not fake and um it's linked in my um somewhere linked somewhere I think it's in my Instagram it's on your Instagram um, yeah I, I saw yeah. that and so um, in it, I talk about how I felt when I finished writing the book, I felt that I had given my main character something that I could never have myself. And, and it was beautiful. And I spent that entire night 
crying, you know, in my husband's arms thinking like, I just gave her something I'm never going to have. And um, fast forward, I did eventually get it. I, I, I feel that God brought me out of my depression and, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm fully healed. I still have my days and I have my moments and, and I'm still very much a broken human being in a lot of ways, but there is light and there's hope and there's peace there that wasn't there before. That's super inspiring. Oh, Morgan, I see you. <laughs> From here on out, we're going to continue over. without Morgan. <laughs> I'm just going to. A whole mess. <laughs> I'm super emotional. You know oh, this. I know. I know. Oh, and you, okay. Okay. Cool. Discussion time about the chapters because I need to pick keep me going up. down this road. We just never gonna end. We, we gonna just never going gonna end. Like it's, or so. oh, yeah, exactly. God. You call my therapist. <laughs> right. I'm, I had a session yesterday. I'm gonna have to call her back and be like, "Excuse me." <laughs> All right. So we are going to get into um, the discussion about chapter one and chapter two of Dreamer. Yes. So we start out with Aleti and she is pretty much giving us her account of what's happening that present day. Now, when I tell you that from the very moment I saw that like she was like in a panic, I was just like, oh, okay, what's going on? Is she hurt? No, she's not hurt. Did she do something to hurt somebody else? Not quite sure. So she's running down the street barefoot with her like wedge handles in her hand, finally gets home. She slams down the, or she doesn't slam down the window at first, but she gets in. She like sprawls out across her bed. She says she has blood on her yeah, hands. That's what and I'm like, me. is that your blood or is that somebody else's blood? Right, exactly. That's what got me. I was reading this and I was like, hold up. <laughs> I was like, I am, oh, I am concerned. Way? I'm exactly. concerned. Exactly. Yeah. On top of that, um, she says that there's a stench of like alcohol, like I guess the aroma and coming from her. I was like, and oh vomit. girl, I've been through those nights. But <laughs> the thing that got me was the 13 years old. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yes. Oh my God. Because, you know, I guess for me, I'm I'm gonna do that thing where they're like, "You're old because you talk about your generation." Yes, uh, <laughs> that is me now. Um, We're young adults at heart. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. yes. But uh, I was just like, that's that's really crazy to me because um, I I've never thought about a 13 year old experiencing. Not even something like that that's traumatic, clearly, and we don't even know what it is yet. Yeah. But a 13 year old having access to alcohol, alcohol. I was like, Say what? It's crazy to me. <laughs> yes, crazy to me. Not that, you know, it doesn't happen or it yeah. hasn't happened, but I was just like, that's a crazy way to open up a story. <laughs> so we never, we don't find out in the first chapter, of course, what exactly happened because then, yeah, you know, you won't find the book. Book. <laughs> yeah yeah you have to read the book yeah no but you're right you're right um that that's one of those things where my mom was reading it she's like is there something you have to tell me <laughs> like you know i swear no mommy i really was a good girl i promise <laughs> but my mom would say to me she'd be like oh, excuse me miss <laughs> but your mom wouldn't believe you <laughs> no my mom be like um <laughs> right Funny, but um I come across stories all the time of teens that young that have gone through terrible things so for me uh writing that scene am I cringing inside yes because I'm like that's a baby you know like that's yeah it's a baby yeah. um but it will all be clear put a pin in that for later if you want to know what happens <laughs> obviously read the book uh <laughs> so then that whole scene what happened that was four years prior and then right. we jump to present day yes when I tell you this scene with her mom killing oh. the boy, <laughs> why is this so relatable? Because we all have moms like that. As I read that, I thought about an instance where I went to like it wasn't even like a, a stay over like camp throughout the summer, but I went for the weekend for a Girl Scout trip or a Girl Scout trip and came back and my fish were dead. And I was like, Mom, what'd you do? Did you feed them? No. 
Like, that would have been the answer. No. Like, I haven't been in your room in three days. Right, exactly. How was I supposed to know? What? Great. That's great. <laughs> Did you not buy me the fish? Come on. Aww. Right. Sad. We never had funerals for our fish ever. I think, no, no, no. There was one fish. There was one fish we had a funeral for. It was my grandmother's fish. His name was Fishman. And that's because he was a goldfish that lived for eight years. Because we bought him home from like um, a little carnivore festival. And there were eight other goldfish. And he ate seven of them. Exactly. And then yep. he lived for You don't know years. that. And I was like. Right. You don't realize that when you bring them home from the carnival. But they're cannibals. And then they eat yeah. the rest of them. And then they grow bigger. And it's so crazy. Maybe, so maybe mommy was doing a favor. Right. Maybe she was like. Accidentally knocking over that fish bowl. <laughs> Like maybe, maybe mommy didn't want any more pets in the house. And you know what? That's okay. Because mommy's doing a lot. She's doing a lot. Wow. Anywho. Oh, man. This is about mommy and how okay. she did not want another fish in the house. So she knocked <laughs> it over, not on purpose. But of course, that brings, um, that brings Eleni out of her room. And I think she was sitting there. She was trying to write um, lyrics. Because she's a songwriter, yes. obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, she hears the crash. She comes out of the room. And of course, that begins their whole routine. Because this is a routine. This isn't just a, a, a one-time occurrence. Mommy breaks the fishbowl a lot. <laughs> so, of course, they have to have a little fish funeral. Between Eleni and her brother, I think Daniel? Yes. Yeah, between Eleni and Daniel, it's a priceless twin interaction. I love that she's a twin, by the way. And they're just like kind of going in on mommy. She's like, first of all, y'all are not about to gang up on me. <laughs> Two on one is not fair and I won't have it. So they go and they get changed for this fish funeral. And Eleni throws on like, I think rainbow stockings or colorful stockings, but her mom and her brother are taking it super seriously. They come in dressed in all black and they're like, you're a disgrace. <laughs> you, don't, you don't take this seriously. <laughs> It was like so, these fishes was a part of the family. Right? Who you are. Then why do you keep killing them, mommy? <laughs> <laughs> so it was just that whole interaction between her, her brother, her mom, and then the dad walks in and he's like, I'm not getting involved. <laughs> like, it's just like already, I love the comedy. I love her family. I love like they have this whole like thing, this bond with each other. It felt really natural. It felt really genuine. And it was really, really funny. Oh, I'm so glad you liked it. Um, yeah. Okay, so my mom, um, the description of her, tank top, shorts, and chancletas, which are, are sandals, you know? Yep. yep. Um, so I have a TikTok, a quick commercial break here. If you uh, if you have a TikTok, follow me, DSF Rights on TikTok. And I have a video of my mom reading that that portion about the mom like the description as she is wearing a tank top shorts and (laughs) And chancleta oh dang chancletas though it was not planned and she just picked up the book she's like okay i'm gonna read it and i'm like this part you know you gotta read this part and she was busting up laughing she was she she was crying. You could see her cry. And I'm, of course, rolling because she's reading her own description as she's wearing that oh outfit. It's like, Christ I don't was. wear this. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, and somebody commented, people are going to be more afraid about how they act when they're around you now. And I'm like, yep. You I even, I, oh gosh, I, so I've never had an iPhone in my life. I just thought they were too expensive, you know. Recently got an iPhone, and my friend, my, my friend, sorry, Miss Josie just came out to play. Um, My friend <laughs> that sold us the iPhone, I threatened him. I said, if this is not the best phone I've ever had in my entire life, I'm going to write you into my my next book, and I'm going to kill you in a terrible terrible way oh my God. <laughs> i think that's like the best thing about writers you could just go ahead and write somebody in a book and just like <laughs> yeah. yes uh, i mean there's 
uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, okay? But with, when there is tragedy in my book, it's not something that I enjoyed writing. A lot of times I was, you know, um, I was very affected by it. But his death for making me buy a very expensive phone, if it doesn't work, I would enjoy that. <laughs> oh, no. Like, that's not business. That's personal. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, look. Looking forward to maybe having that in the second book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the first transmission cut out and I was on my phone, so already not going in a great direction. <laughs> no! Oh, God. Somebody tell him. Somebody it. warn him. He ain't making it. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Um, I'm a person. I'm... Yeah, yeah. I promise I am. <laughs> All right, so jumping back into the story. Commercial break um, over, guys. Jumping back into the story. Yeah, yeah. Lies and... So <laughs> after she has that whole, like, wacky encounter in the funeral with her family, um, mm-hmm. Eleni gets on her bike and she heads down to this place that she calls The Spot. And that's pretty mm-hmm. much like her, her childhood comfort zone, in a sense. And so she's out there, um, she's trying to find inspiration for what she's writing. And so while she's out there, she sees or witnesses a a drug transaction. And so, of course, this was a hilarious part for me. Not the drug transaction, but the hilarious part was when she had her phone in her hand and it started ringing and then the earphones came out. And so now it's blasting music. The guy has already seen you looking at him (laughs) doing his drug transaction it's just like oh no <laughs> wait but like it, it reminded me of like that one tiktok where it's like oh no oh no oh no 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 <laughs> honestly yeah that, that was so funny yeah that that was that would have been perfect audio in the background for that one scene right there i laughed at it at first and then when he looked at her and she was like I was like, oh no, is she going to be in trouble? <laughs> but um, she, she actually, she does get into trouble, but not with him. So I believe it's, it's her phone like slips down uh, the canal where she is. Yeah. And she almost falls into, I think it's described as like, what is it? It's like um, what I thought of it. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. I thought of it kind of as like um, the LA canals almost where they have mm. water in the middle. Well, it's supposed to be water. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar to that. It's um, you know that scene in Greece. Um, if you watch, have you seen Greece? Okay. Yes, yes. Seen in Greece where they do the race. That's uh, exactly what I thought of. So it's very similar to that, kind of smaller. Um, and I'm being very specific because you know that at, there was an address mentioned concerning that place in the first two chapters, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. You can Google that address and see what it looks like. Oh, right, because it's a real, real place. place. Yes. Okay. It's a real place. So, yeah, it's it's very much like that. So, so the phone falls. Eleni reaches down to grab it. And then she slips. And she's, like, sailing down this concrete wall, which is, like, slant, like, yeah, slanted downward. And so she's thinking, ew, I'm about to fall into this disgusting water. I don't know how deep it goes. And then, do you want to tell the rest of the story? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I was enjoying it from you, too. Um, but, yeah, so she's pretty much, like, about to fall into this murky water. May or may not have alligators in it. We, mm-hmm. Hopefully, we don't have to find out. And we did it. Um, the drug dealer guy that she saw actually comes to her rescue. And he helps her back up. Mm-hmm. So... They have their little, like, interaction, and then he's like, okay, mm-hmm. you good? I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just runs off, and she's just kind of like... Gotta go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <What>? <laughs> yeah, she's like, what is going on here? So that's the end of chapter one. Yes. We get to chapter two, and she's at church, and she's talking with Miss Josie, who is, like, a um, a guidance counselor. and. Yep. Yeah, in this in this scene, we get to see a little bit more of, I guess, um, what Eleni is dealing with internally. 
Yeah. So she's in the office. Um, we found out she's writing songs for the choir and she's the youth group worship leader. Mm-hmm. And she's expressing to Miss Josie pretty much how she feels like she's a 16 year old with no life and how she doesn't really have any real friends. But mm-hmm. it's also because she's keeping people at a distance. And yeah. that kind of goes back to what happened in the first chapter where mm-hmm. they bring us in and it's four years present or four years previous. Yes. So now I'm really like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> Usually if you don't want to, if, and you also mentioned like she's being homeschooled, her brother isn't, mm-hmm. she's completely cut herself off. So yeah. I'm really interested to find out like what exactly happened? What was the incident right. that mm-hmm. you feel like you can't get close to anybody ever again? So she gets homework yeah. from Miss Josie to serve somebody else. And she goes home. She's doing a little bit more writing. And then at her favorite time of the day, she heads back to her spot. And now, as she's there, she sees somebody standing on the train tracks. She's like, that's suspicious. (laughs) That's weird. What's going on here? And um, she actually sees that it is the drug dealer from the previous day. Now... He is, I believe, around her age, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So he's pretty young, too. And she's, of course, at this time, she's 16. Mm-hmm. So she sees him and she's like, oh, I know you. And then she sees that he mm-hmm. has a rope actually tied around his neck. Like he's going to commit suicide. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, like I have to do something. I can't just sit here and watch this. So she calls 911. The operator yeah. stays on the phone with her. But she's like, OK, I'm going to try to talk him down. Um their interaction it was very interesting for the situation that was going on because he had like his sarcastic remarks to her while she's like trying to save his life um and he's like if you're trying to like talk me down you're not doing a good job and i was like (laughs) oh no no i'm afraid like i'm afraid um but she's trying to keep her calm she's trying to talk him down operator's still on the line and she says, all of a sudden, he puts his arms out to, like, to either side of him, like, he's actually going to do it. And he's also, like, drinking while he's, like, up there. Mm-hmm. He puts his arms out to act like he's, or actually, like, go through with the act. And Eleni instinctively reaches out and grabs the back of his hoodie. And she's, like, struggling to hold on to him, trying to, like, you know, really keep her balance on the ground and stuff. And she said all of a sudden, um, after her knees gave way, she tried to lock them up again. She felt somebody kind of grab her shoulder and pull her back. So she had like that extra strength of trying to pull this guy off of the train tracks. And she finally does get him. She's laying there on the ground. He's laying there. um, I think it's like over the bottom of her legs. And she looks back to see who it was that helped her. I'm guessing to like thank them. And nobody Mm -hmm. is there. So Mm -hmm. I was like, what's going on? here (laughs) so that is where chapter two ends and if you want to know more about the story you better go buy the book so (laughs) read the book book. um so based off of those two chapters where we get really sucked in um i have predictions ashley do you have predictions i did but you kind of answered them oh okay you want to do one and i'll do one well it's you can no what i mean is like Oh, oh, you DS mean S kind of me answered see. them. Oh, so you're I feel right. like yeah. at this point. So we have predictions, but you kind of like answered them, not giving away yeah. like too much. No, but, but you know what I mean? Like I had predictions where I was like, oh, well, whatever happened to her mm-hmm. in the beginning is obviously going to be revealed and it probably was super traumatic. And like, however she deals with it is going to help her overcome certain things. So like, I feel like earlier on when you were talking about the book and like talking about how. Um, it has a thing for everybody and it just essentially for everybody it talks about overcoming something you thought you couldn't overcome yeah but I just wanted to know how how like my prediction was that or our prediction was that and it's also like I think and you answered this too I believe she's definitely gonna have to relive that through trying to help this guy work out his own issues and that's how I think that she's gonna be able to kind of like come into her own Mm -hmm. i love when somebody starts reading the book and then they start they essentially do make it their own not just with what the characters look like and stuff but it's like you know they have to um 
they bring themselves into it and they try to figure it out. I think that's so awesome and so beautiful. And um, I, you know, I would be like, oh, crap, am I being way too predictable right now? But... I have I have um, read in, in the reviews and the comments and stuff that, you know, everybody says there's a new twist in every chapter. There's, you know, so it will always uh, hopefully keep you guessing. So I'm okay yeah. with you guys knowing that in the end, like, something good happens. I'm all right with that. I think the- that we should all have hope. <laughs> I need to know that something good happens from the way that that story yeah. started off. I need to know that there's a happy ending because I have had my heart broken and it probably it will break into a million pieces trying to read this because I'll like be really living my own trauma and then she'll be living her trauma and we'll just be traumatizing together. (laughs) I mean, there's definitely trauma in this book, but I hope a lot more healing than any of that. And I think that in order for there to be able to be healing, sometimes we have to, you know, like open some wounds so that they can be properly cleaned out and then the healing can truly take place. So, you know, I I saw your, um, I think it was your Instagram reel where, um, where you were, I guess you finished reading a book where the main character dies. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my gosh, I hate that. I hate that so much. Cause Oh my God. Yeah. Granted, and you know, to each their own, I guess, to each author their own. I just, so uh, I have this, um, I don't know. I have this thing that I feel like it's like the whole Spider Man thing with great power comes great responsibility. We have a responsibility as authors and as writers to put things out into the world to help it heal, not, not to just, <laughs> you know, keep traumatizing people. So. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, I do have one off the top prediction. I predict another goldfish is definitely going to die in that house. (laughs) There is no way. There's no way they're getting another goldfish. There's no way they're getting another pet. Scrap the whole idea. Oh, my God. That's a given. That's not even a prediction. It's a given. (laughs) Oh, man. That's good. That's really good. (laughs) But, yeah. Thank you for like for coming on and for being yeah. our second guest and for letting us get to interview you and tell people you know about your book. It's very inspirational. Before we go though, I want to make sure that um, anybody that wants to like read it, follow you, get in touch. Where can they find you? Okay, so I'm on Instagram uh, at DSF Writer. Also, TikTok, same, DSF Writer. On Facebook, same. <laughs> and um, you can find me, um, or I'm sorry, it's, a D- it's DSF Writes. Wow. It's DSF Writes on all those. Don't but give you the people wrong me. information. <laughs> <laughs> on my website is dsfwriter.com. Um, you can learn more about me, about the book. You can read my blog. You can read my um my articles, um, I write about dating, relationships, mental health. Um, I, I recently published some poetry on there. It's been years since I did poetry. And, um, yeah, and it's super important for me to get in contact with my readers. I, um, I feel like uh, one of the last people to read my book before it was published, uh, she was my first reader from India. And, um, I got on a video call with her and she just started fangirling. And when I tell you, I was fangirling right back. (laughs) Her name is Bina, by the way, follow her edge ink poem. Anyway, she's on Instagram. She's amazing. But yeah, she's, she's incredible. She's an engineer, right? And super smart, way smarter than I am. And, and she, was actually super excited about the book. She's asking me to make Julian into a real person so she can date him. And like, <laughs> so, I'm like, girl, <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, but I love, love, love hearing feedback from my readers. Um, it just, it means the world to me. I feel like I know all of them, you know, even the ones I haven't met in person. And, and, um, and this really writing a book and stuff, it, you know, it's just a gateway to, to help people, you know, find hope outside of the book world. We want to bring a little bit of that hope and that 
that love and joy that you find in the book, we want to bring it out into the world and, you know, and help people know that, that they are loved and they are seen and, you know, and that there are a lot of people that can relate. Yeah, I love that so much. So thank you, like, thank you so much for doing this and for being on, on uh, Y at Heart. Um, yes. You. And like letting us go over this very inspirational book, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and you're like your book baby, basically. Yeah, exactly. Your book baby. Yeah, it is. It is my baby. I tuck her in at night, and um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's borderline um, idolatry. I I don't do that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> oh, thank you all so much for having me. Seriously, um, it's hard. I, who knew that publishing the darn thing wasn't even the hardest part? It's, you know, it's it's getting the word out and talking about it. And it, it's, it means so well to me that you all would, would um, give me a chance in, in a, a platform where, you know, where I could talk about it. And I can't wait to hear what you guys think. I mean, I want notes. I want texts. I want this. I want to see it all, and I just like, oh, I can't wait till she gets to chapter ten. What? All right, you you ask that now, but when I get invested, I get invested. This is true. Morgan has texted me at like three o'clock in the morning, and she's like, yeah. "Girl, this chapter." Yeah. I'm like, like, "What are you doing up?" I'm like, "Technically, I'm three hours behind, but I need you to answer this as soon as you read it." Obviously, I'm like, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> that's the oh, best kind of friend are you kidding me i don't have reading friends see ashley i i, I just don't and appreciation yeah a little appreciation oh goes a goodness. long way ashley but again this isn't about you ashley <laughs> <laughs> ashley's gonna come she's gonna fly over here and like i really come. am that ticket ain't that much i will you know take my butt right back and on that note, <laughs> thank you again so much for joining us and for talking about your book. And we are so, 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 so excited to see what happens next. Yay. Yes. Yes. Thank you and so much. Yes. And thank you everybody for listening and for following yes. along. Uh, don't forget to follow DSF Rights on IG. And don't forget to follow us, Y.A. at heart on IG. And on that note, have a great night. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.